Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Kanks Cast Podcast. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at KanksCast, like on Facebook, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. Uh, we are coming off of an episode last week uh, where Ryan and I came on and had a great conversation about everything in Kingsland. Um, it's been pretty fun. It, a rough stretch a couple weeks ago but honestly the last couple weeks it's been awesome it's been great people are excited um, and it's great to be back on to talk about the kings so um, if you're looking for any of king's cast past episodes you can find those streaming wherever you find your podcast bringing in my co-host today as always ryan was good bro what is up the kings are fucking 11 and 11 god damn it you heard it here hey they're officially I, i officially can tell you that they're not tanking um that you know dude this is this is something that i'm really excited about dude because this is this is how we thought sacramento was gonna play dude this is what they're capable of this shows that there is the talent here and it shows that they are capable of winning basketball games uh you know granite tonight um you know what jamal murray didn't play gary harris didn't play who gives a shit jokic dropped 50 Kings, you, you have to win games like this. Me and you talk about it all the time when, when teams are down and they want to sit guys against you and stuff. Those are the games that you can't drop. And uh, Kings took care of business tonight, dude. So I'm fucking pumped, man. Like, what what have they won? Six of seven? Is that what it is? And you know, I, think so. I, I don't yeah. think the Kings. I don't think the Kings have lost since Eric told the uh, who was that you told the to suck your balls. I, I, I told I told the Kings Harold to suck my. Yeah. Suck. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. Okay. You know I. I we try to keep it classy. We, and Ryan, you, you know, you've been saying a lot. We try to stay in our lane. We're, we're just like, a, we're drop take guys. We like to drop our takes, throw our opinions. It's not we're trying to pretend to be anything we're not, man. And, 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 and the Kings Herald is one out there where those guys are honestly just like us, except that they all are like this Kings, Kings conglomerate, right? And, they, and these guys are active on social media, and they kind of own the, the conversation on social media. And, and they tagged me because we were one of the few people out there in Kingsland who was like trying to compete this year and was excited about the season. And when the Kings went on that losing streak and they looked t- terrible and they had worse defense, all, you know, the narrative, right? They tagged me like, oh, where are you at now, dude? Where are you talking now? And I said, dude, hey, it's a long season. Like, you know, I, I never said they were going to be crazy good, but like I still think this team's competitive. Well, and since then, you know, six and one. But I'll, I'll say this, Ryan, still up and down. It's still up and down a uh, year. It, it's it's one of those things like we've said from the beginning of the season, right? When, you, when you're like an average team like this, you're going to go through wins. You're going to go through loses. Now, you got to pull off win streaks. And it's been great because really it's it's always win two, lose one, lose two, win, you know, like that. But to go 
you know, win three games in a row, lose a tight one by one point where realistically they could have won, pull another three in a row. Like, that's, that's cool and that's different. So it's reason to be excited, you know? It is. And, um, you know, they're, they're playing the, the Clippers tomorrow. You know, and I, I, I told you this, dude. I'm just going to say it. You know, right, fuck it. I, I was telling you on my way home from work today, dude, before the Nuggets game had started, that if Sacramento could get um, – they could win these two games this weekend and, and, and finish this weekend 12-11, and 11, um, that they have a real, real shot at making the playoffs, dude. And, and um, yeah, dude, I, I just think that this team is just talented. You know, the, the top six – Six and a half because like light nights like tonight where Whiteside, um, you know, eleven and eleven, I believe, in eighteen minutes, and uh, you know, yeah, dude, it's we're we're gonna get to it, you, Eric. You guide us because you know me, dude. I'll fucking sit here and I'll talk for an hour straight about some random shit. So let, let keep keep me on keep me on track, dude. All right, yeah, let's try to stick to the thing today. So if you're checking out Kings Cast first time, I Ryan, we get a lot of listeners because uh, we're we're in the Kingsland page. So we started out with our boy Casey Yost, friend of the show. Kingsland is a Facebook group, and, and that's up to 700 members. That's only two months old. Casey made that post today. We're up to 700 members. It's the number one place to talk Kings in, in Kingsland, so check out Kingsland. But I think because of that, a lot of people are checking out the show, interacting with us and stuff. So if you're checking this out, you know, we appreciate it. Ryan and I do this. Uh, we're just fans. We like to come on and have a great time. Uh, and, man, the, King, the King, Kingsland has just been awesome, right? And I think it's always – we always say when we come on here, right – uh, it's always better when the Kings win. When the Kings lose, people go fucking crazy. Honestly, Ryan, when the Kings win, yeah, people go fucking or people are fucking going crazy. I mean, I, well, it's, any- it's a fan base. It's a fan base that hasn't won in 15 years, dude. So it's understandable. It is. You it's know, understandable to overreact when they put together a few string of wins, dude. It is. I get it. it it's, uh, I always use this analogy and it makes me laugh. So I, I retell it a couple of times, but it's the Kings fans. So they're kind of like that friend you had in college who never got the girl. And then you, and, and then you go to the bar and some like half ass looking girl gives him a number and he's just fucking juiced. You know, it's like, Oh my God. It's like, Oh, finally my boy's got to win, you know? And that's how they feel. It's just a little bit of attention throw the way, a little bit of success. <laughs> and everyone's just like, Oh my God, I'm getting fucking laid. You know, that's Kings fans tonight. They're so juiced, but it's it's awesome and and that's where going into the year you know to be real going into the year we were kind of at a point where we thought we thought that the starting lineup was good and there was talent and the biggest thing is De'Aaron Fox De'Aaron Fox we always said is gonna be a goddamn superstar I mean we really believe that and I thought that this year was the year he was gonna start taking those steps you know ironically playing the Nuggets tonight I always compared him to a guy like Jamal Murray because Jamal Murray got that uh, massive contract extension when he was still kind of like budding. And then once he kind of boomed, which was last year, you know, he finally got that recognition and that, and Darren Fox is one year behind. Right. So I was kind of predicting he was going to burst out this year. And so we had a lot of reasons for optimism, but we also had a caution, you know, a lot of caution going into the year. Um, and that opinion was to the contrary of a lot of people out there in Kingsland and, uh, you know, over this last streak, though, I, and honestly, the season, Ryan, I think that it's kind of going, you know, the way that we, we saw it going. Um, but I, I wanted to I, – I think it's a good time because we don't get too up and too, too down. I think it's a good time today on, on our episode to kind of talk about where we're at, how we feel, and just kind of keep it real with this team, you know. Um, the starting lineup is really good, and we've been saying that. Um, the bench is something that's kind of left to, to be desired right now. I know that's something we've been p- 
pound in the table on. Why don't you bring it home a little bit about what we've been saying about the bench and really evaluate the bench over the last – because they still been getting done regardless, right? Well, okay, they aren't getting it done. Halliburton's getting it done off the bench, right? No, the team – I guess the team is getting it done regardless of of the bench. Okay, you know, so the team's getting it done. And essentially, dude, they're playing, you know, six guys 30-plus minutes. All right, so you're getting your starting line at home. Well, yeah, I guess five guys because, you know, Bagley's only playing 22 minutes. I think tonight he played 18. But essentially, you got Holmes playing 35 minutes. You got Barnes playing 37 minutes. I think Buddy played 39 tonight. Fox played 38. Halliburton, 35. I, I think that's what it was. I, I don't have the box score in front of me. You're pretty but, dead on, though. I'm looking at the box score. You're yeah, pretty dude, close and it's on like, all of it's, like, it's like that night in and night out. And it's great, right, when, you know, the Kings have a true top six that is uh, competitive, dude. And I really believe that those top six guys can compete with, you know, almost anybody in the league's top six, right? Like they, they have it all, right? You got Darren Fox, the budding superstar. You have the shooter and buddy who's, uh, you know, he's struggling again, but he'll, he'll find his way. Harrison Barnes, who's having a career year. Rashawn Holmes having a career year. Bagley is an offensive weapon. And, um, you know, and, and before the season started, we had talked about it. The bench was going to be this Achilles heel. And um, my biggest thing for Sacramento moving forward is can they keep up this type of minutes um, with this type of success? And I, I, I will, I'm going to be real with you. I don't think that's possible. I don't think it's possible that Darren Fox can go out and you can realistic, realistically expect him to play 38 minutes a night um, all the way to the end of the season. Same thing with Barnes. Uh, same thing with Holmes. Same thing with Buddy. Barnes is used to it. Um, you know, he's always tops in minutes on the teams that he's played for. But De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, you know, especially Rashawn Holmes, who's, you know, really, really started getting minutes these last two years with Sacramento. And then the rookie Halliburton, Sacramento needs to make a move. They have to get somebody else who can come in and play 15, 18 minutes a night if possible, sometimes more if they're playing better. Um, it, it, it just has to happen. If Sacramento is going to make the playoffs and they're going to be successful, they need one more guy in the rotation. It's really evident. Tonight was evident in, in the uh, kind of how the lineups played out. So we're recording this is Saturday evening after the Denver game. So that's the game I'm referring to it. You know, when, like you said, Harrison Barnes can play a lot of minutes. Rashawn Holmes can probably play more minutes. Uh, but, but when you're like a guard, like, like, like Darren Fox or even Buddy Hill, uh, it takes a toll because you have to be a true two-way player where you really are guarding the primary ball handler up and down the court and you're pushing pace, all that stuff. Tonight, in tonight's game, the fourth quarter to start it off, I mean, Darren Fox took a break. I mean, some of their usual usual guys, you know, that they finished the, the fourth quarter off, you can tell just trying to find them breaks where they can find them breaks. But, yeah, sustaining that. That's why tomorrow's game against the Clippers, we'll release this tonight. We'll see. That's going to be an interesting one because it's a back-to-back game. You know, they had to play four quarters with the Nuggets here, and they're going to have to get physical. It's just not a good matchup with the Clippers. So I'm not, it's not about like yeah. the outcome I'm looking at. It's really going to be how do these guys hold up and, and how do they perform under the minutes that they're going to be getting? Because, uh, you know, it, it is, it is yeah, a lot I, of minutes for these guys. It is. Minutes almost it is. And I would expect, you know, they were talking about it today. Sacramento has to go get tested tonight, and then they're flying to LA. I would expect, you know, more minutes from, uh, GR three. Um, I would expect Bagley who only played what 18 minutes tonight bag. I, I would expect Bagley tomorrow night, get 25 minutes. Um, you know, try to keep Fox. Honestly, I, I try to keep Fox around 34, you know, Holmes played 30 tonight. 
that'd be nice to see the same out of him. Barnes, I'm not worried about, dude. The veteran can play, dude. He he's gonna figure it out. But um, you're you're exactly right, dude. Coming off a second night of a back to back, the Kings saw this as a must win. I think tonight. That's why the guys played so much minutes, and it, it went down to the wire. Um, so tomorrow night's gonna be interesting. Um, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Sacramento got boat raced. I, I really, you know, it's it's a bad matchup going to LA. You know, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Um, shit's going to be happening. Um, but I, I, I just want to see the guy comes guys come out and compete, dude. They have been playing so well, man. This is, you know, these last like seven games, dude, have been the most fun as a Kings fan in a while, dude. I'm excited, bro. I'm excited, man. The, you know, you talked about Darren Fox playing a certain, it's, it just sucks. Cause they just, they rely on when you only play six, seven guys, you rely on those six, seven guys so heavily. And it's really noticeable when they're not in there. There was a stretch, you know, I want to talk about Corey Joseph because he's been a little bit of a, a, a topic of conversation in Kingsland this week on some of the, the posts and some of the interactions that we've had. And uh, Corey Joseph, you know, people like to say he does the little thing, all that, you know, all that crap people, the locker room shit that we always hate on, you know, and I, the thing about Corey Joseph is like there, there's a real drop off when you have a point guard is who's ball dominant, who scores, who's a threat changes the entire offensive attack. And then you bring in a guy who's not like complete opposite of that. Uh, you know, it, it just didn't look good. Like t- tonight against, against, uh, against the Nuggets, Corey Joseph turned the ball over a couple times on consecutive possessions. And it's, it's almost like when you're relying on guys like that, it just is worrisome. And that's where we're kind of like, I, I, I think that it's pretty crazy. The Kings you know, like you said, six of seven. I think that's crazy, and that's that's awesome, and it just shows to the level of talent they have. And really, it seems to be a lot of these games, if they can just keep it close into the last six, seven minutes of the fourth quarter, De'Aaron Fox seems to be taking it to that level. Everybody's seen it. The fourth quarter Fox is real. Everyone's seen it, you know? And uh, he's one of those guys that's like possession, attack, 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 and, and that's that's been a real weapon. But really, for the 72-game season they have, I don't know how sustainable that is. So, yeah, I, I really want to see the trades coming on um, – sooner than later but before we go into that and like talk about the needs and stuff Ryan I think that it's we should address uh still which is that the tanking narrative I guess you know it's it's still man I'm still seeing you know like the King's Herald or who you know KCK people or whomever that are still like throwing out content and posting it in our pages that are like mock drafts and um you know trades that include Harrison Barnes to the Celtics for just like for like Romeo salary, Langford and a for nothing first and, round pick yeah yeah and shit. that stuff I just yeah. I, you know and and I get where they're coming from because uh, we're into basketball nerds when you're a bad team like you do stuff like that right but I think that we've that was our thing I think people are pretending like it's like Kings of two years ago where we're kind of like guys we're going to that next phase and to me I, I just like you know especially after when we're all psyched up and juiced right. Um, it, it's, it's, I made a post tonight. It's like, dude, there's still some dorks out there who still believe that they should just trade everybody and tank to get in the lottery. And it's like, you, f- if you feel the excitement after these games, if you're participating in the threads that are out there, it's just fun, man. And, and I think that people are, are neglecting, um, that, that uh, hope and whatever you want to fucking call it of trying to be one of those teams to finally get the stank off you. That's been our big thing, you know, and that's why we're, t- we're, we're realistic. Like I get the Kings not probably not going to win the championship this year, man. That's not, you know, sometimes it's like taking it in stride. And so that's why we're still advocating to try to get better. But it, to me, it's still crazy. At, at what point 
do you think that these people out there are going to change their tune and just like embrace the the grind of this season and just root for it? Do you think they'll change? I, or do you I, think they're just trying to be. They'll try to no, just be right. So I th- I think they'll change. Oh, you're talking about just this season? Yeah, this they're, season. They're, they won't. They won't change the season. There's there's nothing that Sacramento could do this year short of winning a playoff series um, to change those people's mind because in their heads they're stuck in the. Well, I'd rather if we're going to be the eighth seed and get swept by the Lakers, then why don't we just try to go get somebody? And it and everything. This is how I always call. You know, this is how I combat that, right? And I said it last week on the podcast too. Is all these mock drafts? You guys are relying on some eighteen-year-old kid that we don't even know if he can really play basketball. We we really don't know, you know. And I use the same example coming out of high school last year. Cole Anthony was the number one player in the nation, not even close. All right. Like, it wasn't even close last year. He got drafted 15. RJ Hampton was a top player. He went to Australia. Look where he's at. He played on Denver tonight, and it's not like he's moving the scales any, you know? So there's a lot of what-ifs. There's a lot of luck with the lottery. And, um, you know, you're just not going to change those people's mind. But I, dude, like you said, you got to get the freaking stank off of the franchise. You know, look at Cleveland Browns this year, right? Me and Eric are big football fans and stuff. But, you know, look at Cleveland this year. Um, Worst franchise probably in – all of sports minus the New York Knicks and Sacramento Kings, right? The last 10 years, um, Cleveland finally got the monkey off the back and won a playoff game. And, you know, now I'm seeing stuff about, you know, Cleveland being Super Bowl contenders next year. And, and it's a destination where people want to go play. And all it takes is one season. All it takes is one season to show that you're capable, that you have the talent um, on your roster to make a run. And guys, guys will maybe come, guys will stay for cheaper to try to keep that cohesive unit together, dude. So, um, but as far as your, your question, dude, those guys aren't going to change this year at all. There's nothing Sacramento could do. Even looking at in the NBA. Okay. Um, uh, one thing that pisses off a lot of Kings fans because all-star vo- voting is going on right now. And the, and the guard voting return came out this week and John Morant was like number four. He was ahead of Darren Fox and it pisses a lot of people off. All right. Missed a lot of games this year too. But the, the, you know, you, you want to know why? Fan because, votes. Well, I, I get that, but <laughs> I guess not, not, not necessarily you want to know why the, the, um, the all-star voting return show, though, but why does John Morant get that, that MLK Day game, the Christmas Day game or whatever? Why does he get that recognition in the list as a top-end player, right? It's because they were aggressive last year, and they, they, they tried to make a run. And honestly, at the end of the day, the Kings were right there with them at the end of the year, but it's just that perception. Even even the 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 Phoenix Suns, you know, they got the benefit. Everyone gets these benefits of the doubt, their view of the franchise. Um, KC posted something this week, Ryan, is like, would it mean, does it mean something if De'Aaron Fox makes an all-star game? And a lot of people are like, no, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. And, and um, I don't necessarily know what KC said because I didn't, I don't read through the whole thing. But, so I don't want to speak through him, but for me, I'm like, yeah, dude, it does matter because like you get a star, and then once you get a star, and you start, it just changes the perception of your franchise. And I think that's worth something. It really, if anything, look at the it's the draft is such a crapshoot. I mean, this year, look at the Kings get Halliburton at 12, right? And he's a difference maker. A lot of nobody, guys, nobody thought that was possible. A lot of guys uh, get drafted, you know. And at this point, the Kings got they got a good group of young young guys and and really it's just about taking the next step from the point they're on not the step backwards to hope they get to that point so um I, it's something we're going to continue to say throughout the year ryan unless the kings go on this terrible terrible just 
you know, Fox gets hurt. They, you know, it really falls apart. Yeah, yeah. Then we, we're realists. I'm not going to be like trying to be right. I'll say, Hey, you know what? Fuck it. Right. It's fucked up. Right. We need to do something about it. Like, yeah. Um, they're a, yeah. Like you, like you said that the injury part, they're literally a rolled ankle from anybody in their top six, you know, missing. If anybody has to miss five plus games, Sacramento's in trouble. You know, if, if Rashawn Holmes goes down for five to 10 games, they're in trouble. Harrison Barnes, Fox, even, you know, even Hal Burton, who's not in the starting lineup, um, you know, just his replacement. There is no replacement behind him. Even Bagley played 18 minutes tonight. If Bagley doesn't play, who else is going to be in that position? Um, it's a lack of depth for Sacramento that is going to be the Achilles heel for them. And cross our fingers, everyone stayed healthy so far. And uh, yeah, dude, it's just, you know, it's depth. It, it really is. It's what bugs me. So let's talk about let's talk a little bit about the bench and and because one of the big questions out there is Tyrese Halliburton and man he he's been killing it the guy holds his own in the role he's in you know he really does and uh, it, it definitely looks like he's going to be a solid player for them uh, which is great you know which is especially when you hear a franchise in a history of shitty shitty draft picks that's great but the the question that's getting put out there ryan is like now people are saying should he start now because he's playing so well should he start and we've talked like on the podcast to last week we talked about you know he had a couple of games where he had two four points he he had a lot of turnovers so he still has these up and down games it's just when he does perform really well it people get very very excited about it. and so people pose that question should he start so i'll put it out to you and then let's talk about it like do you think that he should start right now they should consider putting him in uh one no. of the things is people consider putting <laughs> yeah well one of the things is the popular one was always like take buddy out which is not realistic i don't think but the one that's gaining more traction uh, amongst people is to remove uh, bagley from the lineup and go that route what do you think about that <sighs> okay so i understand that right like the kings we've talked about on here the kings lineup closing out is holmes barnes uh hal burton buddy heel darren fox and i that's honestly, that's their best lineup. Let's let's be, let's call it what it is, dude, right? We're real on this show. That's their best lineup. But minutes allocation, lineups, uh, you know, having Halliburton coming in at different times and replacing the guard and, uh, you know, he's just thriving in his role, right? He he can play next to pretty much, he can play next to Corey Joseph. He can play next to Darren Fox. He can play next to Buddy Heald any time of the game. And, I think he feels such a, a big role coming off the bench, dude, that I just don't I, – I don't think Sacramento should do it, especially because the their recent run that they've went on. Now, if Sacramento was still – you know, they went through that one-in-whatever stretch that they went through and they were losing games, I'd be like – and he was putting up these stats, I'd say, okay, it, it's time. Let's give the rookie a shot at the starting lineup. But the way things that are – you know, the way things are panning out right now, um, they're grooving, dude. He played 35 freaking minutes tonight, dude. He played five more minutes than Rashawn Holmes. Okay. There, there's no, like, why does it matter? Right. The team's winning. The cohesiveness is there. He's playing a vital role off the bench, dude. He's a ball handler. He scores when needed to. He plays defense. He, you know, I just don't understand the thought process of when you're winning. Why try to go fix it now? You know, um, let, let it roll, man. 
Well, I think that this this, com- this topic is something that is more of a conversation amongst fans and a focus amongst fans and, like, the media people than I think it is probably internally, like, on the team about their actual strategic approach. Because, um, like you said, the minutes he's playing, I- I'm, I've taken a look. I'm on box scores right now. Last four games, he's, he's played over 10 minutes more than Marvin Bagley. 32 to 22 one game, 18 to 31, 35 to 18 tonight. So to me, it's like people think, oh, he needs to start. Like, dude, this isn't your kid's junior high basketball team, like where he needs to get – you know, that's not what this is. It's like like what you're saying is that they can put him and insert him in at certain points and leave him in. It just creates that – one of the big things for us on the Kings last year – was that the Kings had no versatility in their lineups. That was my big thing. When you're a bad team, you have to have versatility in lineups because the guy can handle the ball and he can hit open shots. There's times where they can go, he can go him, Buddy, and Fox on the court at the same time. There's times where he can go with a bunch of bigger guys. You know, they can do different. He adds versatility in the lineups, which is really what's helping them. And the big thing is, is that, um, like I said, it does not about it's not about necessarily who needs to start. Um, you know, it's one of those he's playing a certain role right now, and he's excelling because he's in that role. When you ask people to play outside of that role, it may not look exactly the same, or he may be fine, but it may it may uh, you know not be as good for somebody else. And the thing about him being a better bench player than like this was always my thing about Buddy Hill coming off the bench. Buddy Hield is a shooting specialist, you know. Um, when you, when you're a versatile player who handles the ball like Halliburton, you're just going to excel better in that role than a shooting specialist is. And really, Mar- the Marvin Bagley dropping that doesn't really matter to me. It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, he plays more minutes anyway, right? So who cares? Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, Halliburton he leads all rookies in minutes, guys. Like. Like, by a lot, I, I'm pretty sure by a lot. Last time I checked. And, yeah, I, I just I, – I understand that that Sacramento's best lineup. It really is. I agree with you. But, like you said, he's filling a specific role, dude, that Sacramento was lacking last year. They really were lacking this last year, and they, they tried to make up for this role by inserting Bogey into the starting lineup and moving Buddy to the bench, and it didn't work out. And um, We're winning right now. Just let it be. Nothing needs to be changed besides depth. Sacramento can't possibly keep up this 38 minutes a night with their guys. Um, So the only thing that needs to change with this team is they need to find one more rotation guy. I'm not saying he has to go be a star. Doesn't got to be a six-man-of-the-year candidate, but they need someone to come in who can play 15 to eight minutes a night and eat those minutes instead of having guys like Bealis and Parker just rot on the bench. So is it – you know, I don't think it's time to reassess. I have it written down here. It's like, is it time to reassess? And for me, like, this is exactly kind of, I didn't, like I said earlier in our conversation, like I didn't see it going this way where their record was going to be 500 because of a big win streak. I thought it was just going to be up and down where they were going to float around this mark all year. Um, But I think that, one thing I really wanted to do today, because they're winning, people are – it's like playoffs, playoffs. Now people are going so hard in that opposite direction. And I still, Ryan, feel and, – and you could tell me, like, I still feel the same way. If they don't if they don't go – we've been saying all episodes, I may be fucking making our points over and over and beating a dead horse here, but 
I, I still don't think if they don't go get somebody, if they don't do something, I, I, I'm still worried. And it, I still feel the same way I did going into the season. I, I think they could potentially be in the outside. Someone's going to get hurt. Like you said, something's going to happen. So really, I mean, they have Bielisa, they have Parker um, on expiring deals, right? So those guys could easily be moved. They're not big deals um, at all. And do you, you know, what do you, what do you really, think? They're, yeah, they're just a rotational guy away, dude. Like I said, 15 to 18 minute guy. That is it. That is it. You need someone to come in, right? Co- right. Say, you know, God forbid, Buddy Heald rolls his ankle 10 minutes or 10 games, he's out. Hal Burton obviously goes inside the lineup. Okay. I don't think that Glenn Robinson getting more minutes is going to help, right? They need somebody to maybe a specialist, you know, whether it be a specialist who can come in and shoot threes or, you know, somebody who come in, who comes in and plays legitimate defense. Um, that's what the team's missing, dude. And it, it, it's, yeah, that's what it's going to be, dude. We're, we, we're beating a dead horse by saying it, dude. We say it every week, dude. Sacramento needs to go get another rotational guy. Um, if they don't, I'm 99.99% sure that they miss out on the playoffs. A couple things here on the bench just to, to cap that off is, is really Hassan Whiteside's actually played a little bit more the last couple games. And I think, I do think that contributes. I mean, the guy tonight at double, double, uh, he basically, when they were losing, they didn't have him. So you weren't getting that double double. You have him. He has a double double. So I, I get people's frustrations with Whiteside. I, I see stuff. He, I wish he would slide his feet more. It's like, you know, man, dude, you guys focus on the weirdest shit. Yeah. Like, and the I, guy I wish is, we had Steph Curry on our team too. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I, <laughs> like the guy, the guy's like I said, he's fucking huge. Like he, he, yeah. he plays, he, he's plays a role. Um, I wanted to kind of bolt conversation here, Ryan, uh, probably, you know, uh, getting to the end is, is really Rashawn Holmes. Okay. Because we've taken this position on Rashawn Holmes and we've talked about it the last couple of weeks. And, and it seems like every week I have a new conversation with someone about Rashawn Holmes. Um, so I thought we could address it again, maybe bring some new insight to our position on it. So if you've been listening to us, you kind of get how we feel about Rashawn Holmes. Um, you know, we, 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 we really like him. That's the thing is I really, and that's, what's tough about this, this topic, Ryan, I really like him. My favorite player of all time is Ben Wallace. Like Ben Wallace is one of the most ultimate hustle guys in the history of the NBA. I mean, the dude couldn't even score like eight points a game and he was like an all-star. Okay. I, if that ain't hustle, I don't know. So I like guys like that and I like Holmes and it's tough that, cause I don't want it to feel like I'm hating on him. Cause I'm, I don't think I am, but, um, I think his contract is probably something we need to explain a little bit more and maybe dive into that a little bit. Cause it's not necessarily about him as a player, you know? So before I give it to you, Ryan, I'll, I'll talk about uh, how we feel. We feel that he is, I think he's, we, we Ryan and I said, he's, we think he's a really good power forward. We think his position is kind of redundant with Bagley in the long term, And because the guy is up for a contract, we're a bit worried as we were last year with bogey that the guy is going to get overpaid and and we are about paying market value for role players, not overplaying paying for role players. And that's just part of the game. It's just part of being a fan in the salary cap league. And we're, I think Ryan and I can differentiate between. So it's not necessarily about his play, although we'll, you know, we've kind of nitpicked at some things, but Ryan, his contract situation, break it up, dude, because this week, like, you know, Cowbell kingdom has been ones that they kind of battle with us about stuff. And, you know, they, they talk about the contract. They don't, or they don't factor the contract in. Can, can you just shed some light on this and clear this thing, our position up, please? Yeah, so our, our position is, right, 
like Eric said, we like Rashawn Holmes. He's a good player. Okay. But Rashawn Holmes, um, he is so valuable right now, right? He, he's so valuable right now because of his contract. Like you said, what's he making? Five million this year. Okay. That makes Rashawn Holmes one of the most valuable people in the league, right? You talk about value in a salary cap league. When you're making that minimal and you're this effective in, in the game, it makes you a valuable piece. Now, a lot of people are calling for 15 to 18 million. Okay. That is unrealistic, right? He's what, 28, going to be 28 next month, I believe I checked it, right? He's going to be like 28 next month. Um, you have money tied up into Buddy Heald. You have money tied up into Harrison Barnes. Um, I don't think that Rashawn Holmes uh, at 12, 13 points a game, seven and a half, eight rebounds a game. Um, I don't think his statistical output warrants 18 million a year. I'm sorry. I just don't think that's possible. Um, now, this is where me and Eric are coming from, okay? If Rashawn Holmes, if we are to lose Rashawn Holmes this year, that leaves a big hole. Sacramento takes a step back, okay? So there's a fine line where you have to decide, okay, are we going to be able to bring this guy back for market value, which realistically market value, I would 12, maybe 13 million. Would you agree with that, Eric? I, I would say that I, in some crazy worlds, and I'm just being real about the contract, Ryan. I could see 15 de-escalating with a team option on the back end. Yeah. De-escalating down to like 12 or 11. Yeah, so, I could so, see that pay for one year because they can yes, and yes, to incentivize so, it. So I, I think I had told you a four-year – crap, what is 40, it? 48. Well, that's 12 million a year. But I think I think I went a little more and was like four-year, 54 mil. But a lot of and, these contracts, real quick, Ryan. A lot of these contracts, though, the way they do them, they they'll like like Harrison Barnes and Buddy Hield's contract. They're front loaded, so yes. they're front loaded, and then they deescalate with a team option on the back end or whatever like that. And the reason they front load them is because in the short term, you reward the player, you can absorb that money in your cap, you can handle that in next year, and that was that'd be the thing for Rashawn Holmes. So if they if they want to incentivize him, let's give you that guaranteed money next year at a little bit higher, but it's going to deescalate down to a lot lower on the back. And so it's all the same at the end of the day, but you get it on the front end, mm -hmm. right? And, and then what you do is you add like a, you add that team option or player option at the back end. And that's what's, you know, what, what's happened with a lot of players where at the back end, there may not be worth that money, but it was, they, they're able to opt in. And that's what, you know, a lot of guys do that. Like Jabari Parker, he opted in this year to like 6 million or I don't know, whatever it was, something it's, like that. Because, it, because probably in the open market, he might not have gotten that. So that's yeah. kind of, contracts are weird like that, right? So yeah. Anyway, that that's yeah. So that that's where we're coming from. Rashawn Holmes is if you if you know, we have been told multiple times this week, and we have been told that we're crazy and all this stuff, and we don't know what we're talking about. And what what is it? We're Twitter wet sheep. Is that is that, is that yeah, the terms? dude? Yeah, we were told we're, you know we're Twitter we're, sheep. We're, we're Twitter sheep and stuff. And and we're haters. If, You're a hater, I guess. We're haters yes. too. Ryan, so last we, yeah yeah. So last year, okay, and last year we were told the same thing all season. Okay, all freaking year before the season started me and eric were on the bogdanovich train you do not need to go pay bogdanovich this amount of money that that's gonna that he wants right you don't need to do it you don't need to do it you don't need to do it i'd rather have him walk and we were told we were freaking crazy well the situation is exactly the same this year okay you're going they're about the same age you're getting a 28 year old um and i really truly believe the best rashawn holmes that you're ever going to get is the one you're seeing this year okay it's not going to get any better than he is this year okay um, so we got told we were crazy and we're standing pat on this dude. We're not going to waver, right? Like Eric said, he might get the first year 15, 
but I truly do not believe that Rashawn Holmes will get a four-year, $60 million deal. I just don't see it happening. I don't think he averages the 15 years throughout there. Um, like I said, I think four years, 54, four years, 48 mil is perfect. And if you can bring Rashawn Holmes back on a four-year, $48 million deal, you have struck gold that sets Sacramento up for success. So, uh, yeah. There's a, uh, there's a whole other level to, to NBA basketball that I don't think people are, are into and fans about. A lot of people out there are fans of the game. So there's, there's, I'm a fan of the team because it's my local team. I'm a fan of the environment. I'm a fan of the, of the players. I just like watching. Then there's a, I'm a fan because I'm an X's and O's fan, right? I love this style. So I, Ryan and I are big NFL guys. We're like that. I have certain style of, of, of offense and defense that I like, right? And then there's, there's fans of the salary cap, the GM, the team assembly. That, that is a whole nother level. And Ryan and I, we're big fans of that. We like that. We've really followed that um, just throughout our fanhood. We've really been into that. And that's why we're just so adamant on this because we're really looking at that. And, yeah, uh, Cowbell Kingdom, man. I mean, Emmanuel this week, you know, he, he participates in Kingsland. And, and they're cool. It's not personal. It's just a sports take that we're going out here. But, you know, I was kind of going back and forth with those guys this week. And, and they're t- you know, 15, 18 guaranteed. And if you don't agree with that, apparently you're a hater. You're a sheep is what they tell us, right? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and the thing is, is that, like, uh, you know, it's like I just said, you know, I, there's not a comp. There's not a player comp. You know, it's just you can't pay a guy because you love a guy. It's just a player comp, and, and and not just them, just other people even in there on the threads. It's like, well, they can't. They, you know, we need him. We need him. It's like, yeah, man, but you can't. There's not a comp, and just because Corey Joseph got this money or player here over on this other got a bad contract, it's not really justification for giving a guy a bad contract. Then you're just screwed, you know, and you're kind of locked in. And it's just part of the game. You have to make these tough decisions. You do, and and the Kings are at a crossroad. And you do you, you want to play? You know you want to risk it and let that guy hit the open market and then get priced out, or do you want to take your chances and trade right now? It's a really tough. I don't know, man. I like him. I like him. And and honestly, I, it was it was much easier for me at the beginning of the season, the off season, to just be like trade him because yeah, yeah. Uh, but but really, I mean, this year he's been playing awesome. He has, yeah, and it, it's made it, it it's, harder for me. Yeah, it's hard. It really is hard, and that's why. You know, and if you listen to our old episodes, I've been on here. Hey, you need to trade him. His value is never going to be higher. But, you know, things change. Hey, okay? things change. I can admit I shouldn't. I, you know, before, before the season, dude, I, I jumped the gun. But I, I will stand pat on the money with, with Rashawn Holmes is, um, you know, he, he's worth the, the 12 or the four years, 54 mil. That's, that's as high as I'll go right there. And, um, if you have to overpay for that, then it's just not worth it. And you got to cut your losses somehow, right? When you're Sacramento and you're trying and building a team and you have young guys that you got to bring back and, um, you know, Rashawn Holmes is 28 years old. It is what it is. You know, he's that age. He's in the prime of his career right now. The best Rashawn Holmes is, is what you have now. And uh, uh, it's going to be interesting, dude, because, you know, I can see a scenario where Sacramento trades him. I really can. I can see a scenario. He's an expiring contract. He's an attractive piece. He's Sacramento's best trade piece right now. He really is. He's Sacramento's best trade piece because of the level that he's playing at and the attractiveness of his contract. You can trade him to a contender right now, and it will bring you back a first-round pick. It'll bring you a late first-round pick, but you're going to get one. It's not like Andre Drummond, okay, where who's making $28 million this year, and no, one, no contender is going to take on that contract. 
and no team that isn't a contender is going to give you up anything because he's not going to resign with you anyway. Right. Rashawn Holmes is that piece that if you pick him up at the deadline for a contending team, he could move the needle and get you into the championship and help you in the finals. Low you know, risk, so high reward, low risk, high reward. Yeah. He's probably not going to resign with you, but that trophy, you know, could be the difference between a Rashawn Holmes move. You see it every single year, dude, every year there's moves like this. And, uh, you know, it, it, that, that's where it's at. He's valuable. So I can, like I said, I can see a, a scenario where they trade him. I don't want them to. Okay. I want, you know, Rashawn Holmes has said that he wants to play in Sacramento and you know, if he wants to play in Sacramento, then, Hey, you have to take a deal um, with your market value. We can't overpay you. It, it just, we can't do it. It's a great take. You summed it up greatly. You know, I, it's something that's going to probably the biggest for me there. I'm a fan. I love watching the games. I'm excited about all that. However, and all that stuff, but this is the one storyline over the next month that I'm just going to be, I'm just most captivated by and I'm, it's just something I'm very excited by because I don't know what they're, what they're going to do. And, and it's going to be very interesting uh, before the trade deadline. So, um, Hey guys, we appreciate you listening in. Uh, if you ever want to be uh, a part of the show, you can just hit us up on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. You can find me at Kings Cast Eric and Ryan at Kings Cast Ryan. Um, we are probably going to Ryan. We're probably going to do a Kingsland pay, uh, Kingsland episode in the next week or so, where we do some Q and A talk, throw some people's opinions out there. So so hit us up. We'll get you on here. Um, also, we got some new Kings Cast shirts and what are we gonna do with those ryan we're gonna we're gonna send those yeah, out we're gonna do a giveaway yeah yeah we're we'll gonna figure giveaway. something out and yeah we'll I'll, I'll think of something in the next like few days to where you know maybe we'll whoever was the number one poster in Kingsland or or whatever we're gonna figure something out we're just gonna give you guys t-shirts we're not trying to make money off these honestly we just want king's cast to be repped dude so a lot of our shit we're just gonna give away so you guys um, you know, just interact, dude. We're gonna ship you a free T-shirt if you do. So, yeah. cool. So uh, check out our podcast, releasing weekly. Um, damn, it's a good time at Kingsland. So with that, for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kings. Kings. This episode was brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop, 209's headiest smoke shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 for a view of all of their awesome inventory. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.